Emotional and mental abuse is the use of threats, verbal insults, and nonverbal language and tactics to control a person's way of thinking. If you think that you have not been a victim of this type of abuse, you probably have and just don't know it. This form of, of abuse is especially disturbing because it is designed to destroy self-esteem and confidence and to undermine a person's sense of reality or competence. Mental abuse has been tagged as a mental cruelty and an intimate terrorism because of its serious dangers and because this is some serious behavior. So this is something we need to talk more about. Hello listeners, this is Davina. I am the Relationship Guru. I am the host of the Relationship Guru podcast. It is a podcast for people who want to expand their minds about relationships. It is a show for people who are looking for spiritual and practical and psychological insight to learn and grow all about different types of relationships. Welcome back to another episode with the Relationship Guru. I am delighted to be back with you with another episode and another episode that is a topic that needs to be discussed. Today's topic is something that we have all been victims of, emotional and, emotional and mental abuse. I know I have been a victim and I know that you may have too and may not know it. So let's get into it. Abuse is any behavior that is designed to control and conquer another human being through the use of fear, humiliation, and verbal or physical assaults. Emotional abuse is any kind of abuse that is emotional rather than physical. It can include anything from intimidation, manipulation, or refusing to ever be happy or pleased. Emotional abuse is like brainwashing in that it is systematic and it wears away at the victim's self-confidence, self of sense worth or sense of self-worth and it it deteriorates their trust in their own perceptions and their own self-confidence. Whether it is done by constant berating, belittling, by intimidation, or under the guise or guidance of teaching or advice, the results are the same, the results are similar. Verbal abuse is often, um, it often involves put-downs and name-calling intended to make the victim feel that they are not worthy of love or respect, and they may not have the ability or the talent or may not be able to accomplish the things that they are trying to accomplish. If the victim speaks up against these statements, they are often told that their criticisms were just a joke or um, that they have a problem when someone is 
criticizing them. They may also be told that no abuse is happening and that it's all in their head. Verbal abuse is dangerous because it is often not recognized as abuse and therefore it can go on for extended periods of time. This can cause severe damage to the victim's self-esteem and self-worth. And y'all know I am totally about a person's self-esteem and self-worth. Everybody has value. Everybody has worth. When a person is being targeted and they are being manipulated and put down, if they try to push back, they are told that they are often overreacting or um, a person may respond out of frustration and confusion and give the, um, the words that they are just crazy or over emotional or being irrational. This is how the abuser undermines their own sense of self and their standing with respect among their loved ones, their family, their friend, whoever their victim is. If you are experiencing mental abuse, there's a chance that you take the blame um, in a lot of things that are not your fault. The things that you say to yourself um, in response to those to those insults and to that belittling is, she probably didn't really mean to call me stupid. Or he's right, my clothes would fit better if I just lost some weight. In reality, this treatment has nothing to do with you. Any person that humiliates another person and causes them to question their sanity is seeking to tear you down, to tear down your self-esteem, and to gain control. Such a person may be correctly labeled as an abuser. Now, I am not a professional counselor, therapist, or in any way claiming to know everything about emotional abuse. What I do know is that everyone deserves to be treated with respect. And if you cannot treat a person with respect, then leave them alone. Because what happens is the person that is getting this type of a treatment loses all sense of self and personal value. Emotional abuse cuts to the very core of a person, creating scars that are far deeper and more lasting than physical ones. Mental abuse has been tagged as mental cruelty. It has been tagged as intimate terrorism because of the serious dangers that is caused from this behavior. I am hoping that this information will shed some light or enlighten someone. I am hoping that This information um, that I'm sharing may help someone to recognize this pattern. It may um, spark a light bulb or a thought about um, this type of abuse and come to know how to look for it and recognize it. So we may have heard some things in our childhood, in our adulthood, um, 
that we may have thought to be okay. So the following six things we may have heard at some point in our lives. And I just want you to know that I've heard those things too, and they are not okay. So let's talk about those. Number one, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Words won't leave physical damage, that is true, but they can cause extensive long-term harm. Never underestimate the power of words. Words alone are used to brainwash and control. Being told that you are stupid, ugly, lazy, or worthless is never, ever acceptable. The first time you hear it, it will hurt and yes, it will sting. But if you continue to accept these words in time, you may get used to hearing it from someone. Then you start to internalize it and believe it. When you start to believe it yourself, you are now doing the other person's work and putting you down for them. That's why your feelings of self-worth suffer and increase over time. The good news is, just as words have been used to bring you down, you can learn how to use the power of the words to build yourself up, to restore your confidence, and to believe in yourself. Words matter. How you use them matters. When you use them matters. The words you say and the words you often don't say do matter. Number two. You're always told that it's your fault. If you've heard that somehow, whatever happens, however it starts, whenever it happens, it is, you are the ultimate blame. It is always your fault. The blaming person will always tell you that if their behavior was caused by what you said or did, and that if you hadn't have done or said what you did, then they wouldn't have done or said what they did. You are never to blame for someone else's reactions. That's never, ever true. In fact, sometimes you will hear the words that sound along the lines of, um, you can't possibly blame me for anything because um, you did what you did and that's why I did what I did. That's never acceptable. Number three, you are more inclined to believe the other person more than you believe yourself. Have you ever pushed away doubt or um, or felt like you've been hurt and had a sense of mistreatment? And then you start asking yourself, is this reasonable? I mean, am I tripping for how I'm feeling? Am I misinterpreting things? Do I have it wrong? Is it me? If this is you and you've asked yourself these questions, what this means is that you may have become brainwashed and have stopped 
trusting your own judgment. Your mind keeps throwing up the obvious, the observations, the questions, but deep down inside, you know what is happening and you know that it is wrong and utterly wrong. But right now you can't feel the strength of your own tuition because of the self-doubt and the self-belief. You cannot feel your own self-worth. You cannot feel your own inner trust. You might be familiar with the term gaslighting. Gaslighting is occurs often in all types of relationships. Gaslighting is when you are led to believe that you are crazy or that your memory um, is not working. Here, an abuser might twist the reality to cast a doubt on your memory and even how things are perceived. Something that may have happened in the spring can be turned around and manipulated to happen in the fall or even perhaps not at all. Yep, I'm a poet and I don't know it sometimes, but you know, that just happened to rhyme. So, but gaslighting is serious. It is definitely something to bring to your attention when people are um, manipulating stories that you remember differently. So keep that in mind. Number four, you need others to acknowledge your feelings. This is important. You need to be heard in every situation. Your feelings matter. This is important. This needs to happen no matter what. Have you ever felt like desperate to make a person hear what you're saying and then apologize for the hurtful things that they said? Have you ever felt that they can, they are the only ones that can heal your pain? You are really expecting an apology and validation from them and you don't get that? You keep expecting it and you keep staying in this loop of a relationship, expecting um, your feelings to be heard, your voice to be heard, and your needs to be met. When anyone, including your partner, constantly decides, constantly denies or refuses to listen or acknowledge your feelings, that is a form of mental abuse. Validation is one way that we communicate acceptance of ourselves and others. Validation in acknowledging what a person has to say doesn't mean that you agree with them or approve of what they are saying. It just says, I hear you. It can say, maybe if I put myself in that situation, I would understand. Validation, however, takes practice. It doesn't happen easily, but listening starts the process. And learning to self-validate and acknowledge your own feelings can be a start of that too. Number five, the people in your life blow hot and cold. Ooh, this is a big one. They can be very loving sometimes and highly critical of you at the same time. 
They may tell you how much they love you, but yet they fall short in consideration and care for you. They don't show you that common courtesy. In fact, sometimes, maybe even a lot of the times, they treat you as if you were someone they truly dislike. You do everything you can to make them happy, but it's never good enough. It's never enough. You're more, you are like a kid in the relationship or perhaps a pet in the relationship. You are constantly jumping around, trying to get their attention and make them happy. You are constantly putting forth efforts to get their attention and to please them only to have limited success. Sometimes they are grateful, but oftentimes they are ungrateful and dismissive and demeaning. If you find this type of relationship puzzling or confusing, it is because you are trying to live in a love-based relationship and when in reality you are in a controlled-based relationship. The mental abuse is real. The mental abuser struggles with their own feelings of worthlessness and uses their relationships to create a feeling of personal power at their loved one's expense. That's not cool. That's not fair. Number six, you feel as if you're constantly walking on eggshells. This is not a good feeling either, and it should not be tolerated under any circumstances in any relationship. There is a real degree of fear in a relationship if you're walking on eggshells. You have come to dread outbursts and the hurtful things that are said to you. Um, sometimes the fear is not, is not really um, the attention that you're looking for, but it is some attention. Fear is not part of a loving relationship, but it's more of a mentally abusive relationship. It enables the abuser to maintain control over you. I am sharing with you some of these things because it could be very important in recognizing this. When we often think of abuse, we think of physical abuse. We picture bruises and scars and other marks that um, that our abuser has inflicted upon us. But according to the National Center for Domestic Violence, one in three women and one in four men have been physically abused by a partner or a significant other or a parent or a child. So all types of relationships can have those um, abusive natures. Nature. Unfortunately, women and men are subject to abuse that goes unrecognized because it's psychological and mental abuse. So many of the psychological and mental abuse is undetected and statistics are hard to find with that because it is often not recognized or discussed but mental abuse can be severe. However, because this type of maltreatment and mistreatment can take on different patterns, 
it can also be so easily to be dismissed and overlooked. The individual on the receiving end dismisses it. As a result, a lot of times friends, family, and coworkers don't recognize it either. There are three general patterns of abusive behavior, behavior including aggressiveness, denying, and minimizing. Becoming aware of the forms of abuse can help you to better deal with it and recognize it. So, aggressing or aggressiveness um, is a form of name calling, accusing, blaming, threatening, and ordering. Aggressive behaviors are generally direct and obvious. Denying. Denying um, or invalidating seeks to distort and undermine somebody's world. Invalidating when things occur or how it happened are examples of denying um, that an abuser can use and insist on, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, and that's not how that happened. Or you're crazy are all examples of denying um, a person's voice or a view. So also the next one is minimizing. Minimizing is an extreme form of denial. So when minimizing happens, the abuser may deny that a particular event occurred, but when uh, the recipient of the abuse questions about it or gives their opinion, they're saying, oh, you're exaggerating. You're blowing this whole thing out of proportion. You're too sensitive and your judgment can't be trusted. Again, I don't pretend to know everything about the subject, but there are enough statistics that show often abusers are likely to have been raised by abusers. They've likely been in that type of environment and learned that behavior. So as a way to cope, they abuse someone else and take away their power and, and seek to hurt and um, danger through dismissive words. Abusers may be attracted to people who see themselves as helpless or who have not learned to value their own feelings, perceptions, and viewpoints. This allows the abuser to feel more in control and avoid dealing with their own feelings and self-perceptions. So understanding this pattern of behavior can be a first step towards change. Um, mental abusive relationships of any kind are and can cause enormous damage. So whether you are currently in a mentally abusive relationship of any kind or have left one, just know that your self-worth um, and lack of confidence may have been affected. But don't worry, it's not too late to heal. You can definitely make changes and heal if you want to. So family and workplace relationships all have the potential of being mentally and emotionally abusive relationships. You may need to speak to a professional. People who have suffered mental abuse um, expect radical change in themselves. And when they don't see it right away, they get frustrated. 
And that is often why they struggle. And it's not uncommon, but you start the cycle again and take up with another abusive relationship. So you may need to speak with a professional to heal. The last thing is I want you to know that you do have basic rights in a relationship. And I have posted those on my website at therelationshipguru.org. But I'll also state them here. Your basic rights in a relationship, and this is any kind of relationship that you are involved in. If you have um, and want to improve those relationships, then know your basic rights. What are those basic rights? The right to good to expect goodwill from another person, the right to receive emotional support, the right to be heard by the other person, and the right to expect to be responded to with courtesy, the right to have your own view and your own voice, even if it's different from the other person's view and voice, the right to have your feelings and experiences acknowledged as real, the right to receive a sincere apology for any jokes or words that you may find offensive, the right to clear and informative answers to questions that concern things about you, the right to live free from blame and accusations, the right to live free of criticism and judgment, the right to have your work and your interests spoken of with respect, the right to have, to not have dismissive and demeaning, demeaning comments spoken to you, the right to feel encouraged, to write, the right to receive encouragement, the right to live free from emotional and physical threat, the right to live free from angry outbursts and rage, the right to be called by no name that devalues you or demeans you, and the right to be respectfully asked rather than demanded or ordered. Mental abuse recovery is a gradual process. It takes time. Low self-worth and limiting beliefs are blocks that can cause people or that can keep people from moving on. And they can cause a block in your mental, physical, and emotional growth. Just as the language that is once used to intend to harm you, you can learn a new language that will heal you. You can overcome past and mental abuse and keep yourself safe from it in the future. You can also learn to feel strong and believe in yourself and create the life and the relationships that you truly want. That's it for this week. Until next time, remember, sweet relationships refresh the soul. Be the sugar in someone's life. Life is too sweet to be bitter. Make your relationships matter. Drop in next week for another insightful episode from The Relationship Guru. Thank you for listening today.
And I'd like to leave you with this thought from Astrid Alda. The scars you can't see are the hardest ones to heal. Peace and love and more of the above, beautiful people. Ciao for now.